0: Good morning and welcome. Good morning. Good morning. And the Lord be with you. And also with you. And grace and peace to us all on this Baptism of the Lord Sunday. The idea was to recognize and celebrate Baptism of the Lord Sunday last Sunday, but we weren't here. And I, I miss being here. We talked at staff meeting this past week about how, how missing these Sundays as we have recently just kind of put us out of kilter, so to speak. But it is good to be with you. We miss being with you on those Sundays when we can't be here, and it is a great joy to share and worship with you this morning. So welcome to you all, especially those guests and visitors who may be with us. You bless us with your presence. We pray this is a blessed time for us all, and we just remind you at this time of the registration pads uh, that you find in your pews, because it helps us to know if you're sharing in worship at First Church this morning. Again, it is Baptism of the Lord Sunday, and as we make our way through worship, we will remember that and we'll note that as we share in the singing of the final hymn, there is the opportunity for each of us to come forward as we feel led, to touch these waters, to remember our baptism, uh, to know this is a time of dedication and commitment and prayer, uh, and to know God's blessing upon us uh, as it was upon Jesus on that day of Jesus' baptism. So we share in this remembrance of the baptismal covenant as well. We also are mindful of opportunities before us this coming week, now this bulletin, was to be used last Sunday, so some update on the calendar announcements that are not within this bulletin. Uh, Tomorrow morning, it's our honor to host the interfaith uh, service here commemorating the life of Martin Luther King Jr. on MLK Jr. Day. We host and we share in this tribute with those of other faiths. There will be Islamic tributes to uh, Martin Luther King, uh, um, Jewish tributes, as well as the Christian presentation as well. So it is an honor for us to be a host of this service. Our choir will take part in the service as well. And I hope you can be here at 10 o'clock in our fellowship hall for this remembrance of Dr. King tomorrow morning again at 10 o'clock. Tomorrow afternoon at 5.30 the finance committee will meet. Also on Tuesday trustees uh, of church properties and also of Martinsville Methodist properties will meet and then Thursday the first church council meeting of this year. Uh, Also, the women's study continues at noon on Tuesday, and in two weeks there will be the Super Bowl lunch. I hope you're preparing to be a part of that. As we anticipate these ministries, we are grateful for the ministries of the food bank and clothes closet. So yesterday morning being the third Saturday of the month with uh, the food bank, we served 112 households, packed 134 boxes, served 412 people total by way of the food bank, and with the clothes closet we served 91 families and 358 people total. So thank you, volunteers, and thank you uh, for your gifts and efforts that make these ministries happen. We prepare to worship God together. Invite us to stand as we share in our call to worship. The Father's voice bears witness to the Son. God has shown himself to us. The Son bows his head beneath the waters of the Jordan. God has shown himself to us. Christ submits to John's baptism and frees us from slavery. God's love is seen to the end of the world. I invite us to share in our opening prayer. It is not in bold print in our bulletins, but still I invite us together to share these words of prayer. Eternal Father, at the baptism of Jesus, you revealed him to be your son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. Keep all who are born of water in the spirit, faithful to their calling as your people, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We share from the prophet Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, verses 1 through 7. First we pray. Pour your spirit upon your word proclaimed, O Lord. Enliven it that it would take root within us, that it would find home within us, and to bear fruit for your sake. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you. Because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you, I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth, everyone who is called by my name, Whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. This is the word of our Lord. I wish to invite our children to come forward at this time. Come forward. I'm just going to ask you to, to stand around this pond of water here. Hey Tally, what do you have this morning? A unicorn. Is that a unicorn? She's got a unicorn. (laughs) Did you know, this is a little excursus, no charge for this, in the King James Bible, King James Version, unicorn is mentioned nine times. Did you know that? As Casey Stengel said, you could look it up. Welcome, children. I'm glad you're here. What do you see here? Water. Do you know why we have this water before us? if, If it's okay with mom or dad, you feel free to touch the waters if you'd like. Well, you may have heard as our service began, this is Baptism of the Lord Sunday. So what we remember, there was a time in the life of Jesus when we believe he was about 30 years old when he went to the Jordan River and there was baptized by John the Baptist. And not only was Jesus baptized in these waters, God spoke, said Jesus, of Jesus, You are my son, with you I'm well pleased. A dove descended upon Jesus, the heavens were opened. It was just a wonderful experience that you and I wish to remember today. In fact, as we share in a service of remembrance, we're going to remember that, that not only at the time of baptism, is water just so important, we remember that, that God delivered his people through, through the waters uh, during the time of Exodus, delivered them through the Red Sea. We remember that, that Jesus was carried in, in the womb of Mary, in the waters of the womb. We remember these waters of baptism, so it's a, it's a very special time in the life of Jesus when he's baptized, and it's a special time in the life of you and me. So that's why we have these waters before us because we want to to capture that experience of of Jesus being within those waters and something new happening not only in the life of Jesus but in the life of you and me as well. So in these waters we find new life and we experience God's forgiveness and we remember that we are gathered within that one baptism as the people of God. It's kind of fun, isn't it? I've, I've loved water ever since I was your age and loved swimming and all that good stuff. So uh, I'm grateful to have these waters before us in this time of of worship, in this time of remembrance. I'm going to ask that we pray, okay? Can we pray? And if you'll repeat after me. We thank you, Lord, for living waters. We thank you for waters of baptism. And we thank you for new life that we know in Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Thank you, children. In the Gospel of Luke, the third chapter, let us hear the word of God. As the people were in expectation, and all questioned in their hearts concerning John whether perhaps he were the Christ, John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the thong of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie, He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form as a dove. And a voice came from heaven, Thou art my beloved Son, with thee I am well pleased. This is the word of our Lord. When I was 14, my mom one day walked down the upstairs hallway of our home to my room. She stepped in to tell me the pastor of our church the Reverend Fred Wyand, was offering a confirmation class soon. She asked if I would like to take part in this class. Now, I've mentioned before, my mother taught Sunday school at this church for many years. Moses was one of her students. He did not recite well and could be somewhat temperamental, she told us. Still, my family was loosely connected to the church at best. Somehow, someone once managed to herd us together for a nice family photo for the church directory. Still, I don't even remember us being so regular at church as even the Christmas and Easter crowd. I do know it was not unusual for my mother to teach Sunday school, then give me her offering to deliver to an usher so that it may be received during the 11 o'clock service. We would not be staying for the 11 o'clock service because my mother, who did not drive, would be picked up after Sunday school by my father, who did not worship. Well, with such a, a faith background as this, I believe when my mom mentioned this confirmation class, asked if I would like to take part, She expected me to say, no. I did not respond to my mother's question with no. Instead, I responded with an unenthusiastic, I guess. She turned around, walked down the hallway, probably suppressing, as I saw her do many times, a smile. Well, because I said, I guess, this meant for several Saturday mornings, I would go to the church to take part in the confirmation class with Reverend Fred Wyand and a few other potential confirmands. I share with you what I remember from this confirmation class. Moving on, on a designated Sunday, (laughs) I was baptized as this momentous Sunday drew near. I didn't know how I would respond as I received the waters of baptism. Somewhere along the way, despite my flimsy connection to the church, I had received the idea that that baptism was a big deal. So I didn't know, as, as I was baptized, if I would be overcome with emotion, if I would hear voices, if I would see visions. The day finally arrived, I heard no voices, saw no visions, was not overcome with emotion, but I was baptized. And despite the lack of vision, voice, emotional display, I still carried the idea that baptism was a big deal. And that perhaps my life should look different after baptism from the way it looked before baptism. So on this side of baptism, I became active in the church. I began attending Sunday school and worship. I began to attend youth group meetings on Sunday evenings. I attended a Harrisonburg district youth retreat at Massanutten Springs. I attended Virginia Conference youth events, going to Richmond many times. I began to feel God nudge me toward ministry. All of this, beginning with the waters of baptism. Waters from which I dare not stray. Waters which I dare not forget. I had no idea. I had no idea how that act of baptism, how those waters placed upon my head well over 40 years ago, would define and shape my life. Now this remembrance I share with you, it's it's a remembrance not only true about me, is it? while the details regarding each of our baptisms differ, while the life of each of us differs following the receiving of these waters of baptism, there remains for each of us this truth. These waters of baptism daily shape and to define our lives more than we know. It can be no other way. Remembering our baptism means we remember the words of the Apostle Paul to the church in Rome. His words are written to those terribly close to forgetting their baptism, forgetting what God does as he acts through this means of grace. Do you not know that in your baptism you died to sin? That's what Paul asks on this side of baptism. He says, on this side of baptism, we walk in newness of life. In our baptism, we are dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. We are free. Not because of anything we do, but because of all God does for us, signified in these waters of baptism." So as as people of prayer, and did you catch that, that Jesus was in prayer as he received these waters of baptism? Likewise, as people of prayer, we are gathered in these waters. God speaks to us words by which he claims us, you are my child, with you I am pleased. We remember and we know God's spirit upon us For even now, at this time, at this place, the heavens are opened. It is true. There's a Presbyterian pastor named Jill Duffield. And Reverend Duffield wonders, if you and I realize just how transforming, how life-altering, how all-consuming worship can be, She laments that that too often we forget that, that too often we, we see worship just as some cerebral act, some mental exercise, something affecting us only in part, but not in whole. And Duffield includes herself in this critique. She confesses she can desire only the comfortable and only the familiar in worship as much as anyone else. Then she writes, then I read the, the passages appointed for baptism of the Lord Sunday. And as I read those scriptures, I question my deeply held religious sensibilities. The text for this week reveal the truth that worship, that knowing God and being claimed by God is nothing short of a full-body experience, every sense engaged every feeling evoked, every cell of ourselves swept up in the waters of baptism and held in the arms of our Lord. Imagine if all the people coming into our churches this Sunday were filled with that expectation, anticipating that God would call them by name, rescue them from the floods, threatening to overtake them, Shield them from the fires that would consume them and fill them with the flames that reveal the word of God. Imagine if they heard the voice of God tell them publicly, You are mine. You are beloved. I'm so pleased with you. Nothing boring or cerebral about continues once and only once. I have experienced worship in which people were slain in the spirit and spoke in tongues. I had been invited to a prayer service by a friend, and though I was skeptical, I went. I figured I would observe respectfully from as far a distance as I could and subtly get away with it. Most of the group gathered in a circle in the chancel of the sanctuary. I sat in a pew about three or four rows back. At first, she says, there was only silence. Then a few people voiced prayers. Scripture verses were spoken. No order of service. No appointed leader. Then it happened. People at the front were overcome with emotion. There was audible crying. Others began speaking in tongues, utterances I did not understand. Honestly, at this point, it was taking every bit of my Presbyterian energy to remain in the room, unsure of what might happen next. I needed a bulletin. I needed some person to be in charge. I decided my best option was to bow my head and pray, focus solely on God as best I could, muster up my spiritual discipline, and consider the lilies of the field or some other familiar passage of scripture. I began to pray, and as I did, the loud sounds began to feel not frightening, but comforting. I felt a sense of the Holy Spirit in that place. Perhaps someone was in charge, and that someone was God. I do not recall exactly what I prayed that day, but I do know it was during a season when my children were very young and stress was very high. I do know I prayed for peace and discernment and a sense that God was working through what often felt like sleep-deprived chaos. I know I lost track of time and was startled when a woman who'd been in the front sat beside me. God gave me a word for you, she said. Then she proceeded to tell me much of what i had prayed about, Not exactly, but strikingly spot on. Then she said, God wants you to know you are where you are supposed to be. God is with you. Not a burning bush, but that morning it felt undeniably like a word from heaven, a reassurance that God knew me, loved me, and had not abandoned me. I went to that service determined to be a detached observer, but left knowing I'd been immersed in the spirit of the living God. It was a total body experience. On this baptism of the Lord Sunday, all of God's power and tenderness is offered to us. Heaven has opened, Jesus is here, God speaks. Anticipate the coming of the Spirit and know that you are God's beloved with whom God is pleased. I was fortunate years ago to travel to Israel with a group of clergy. While there in the company of pastors from many denominations, at the end of many days, we would talk about our respective churches, our calls to ministry, our beliefs, one evening, gathered at table, our conversation fell into talk of baptism. With different faiths represented, there were different views of baptism represented, and as you might expect, there was conversation about believer's baptism versus infant baptism. A certain pastor who was speaking respectfully about believer's baptism stated his case in favor of believer's baptism and One of the reasons he he favored believers' baptism was because, he said, when, when he was baptized, he was baptized at an age at which he could remember his baptism. We understand. However, in response to this, another pastor who had been baptized as an infant said, I was baptized as an infant, but I still remember my baptism. We remember. But in this remembrance, we're not just talking about a mental act, uh, some cognitive act. We're talking about full-body recall, full-body remembrance. We remember an event never in the past, an event always present, an event shaping our future. We remember our baptism. We cannot live as the body of Christ apart from this remembrance. We remember each day because God's Spirit falls upon us each day. He names us. He claims us. He takes pleasure in us each day. We remember and we experience this again. We experience these words of Scripture one more time. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, who is above all, through all, and in all. We remember at this time as we share in the congregational reaffirmation of the baptismal covenant, which you find as this (coughs) insert in your bulletins this morning. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into God's holy church we are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation, and to give a new birth through water and the Spirit. All this is God's gift, offered to us without price. Through the reaffirmation of our faith, we renew the covenant declared at our baptism, acknowledge what God is doing for us, and affirm our commitment to Christ's holy church. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression, in whatever forms they present themselves? I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? I do. According to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's Holy Church and serve as Christ's representatives in the world? Let us join together in professing the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments. Do you believe in God the Father?
1: I believe in God.
0: Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit,
1: the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life of the everlasting.
0: We share in the thanksgiving over the water. The Lord be with you.
1: And also with you.
0: Let us pray. Eternal Father, When nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those in the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. Sing to the Lord, all the earth, tell of God's mercy each day. In the fullness of time you sent Jesus nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Declare Christ's works to the nations, his glory among all the people. Pour out your Holy Spirit, and by this gift of water, call to our remembrance the grace declared to us in our baptism. For you have washed away our sins, and you clothe us with righteousness throughout our lives that dying and rising with Christ we may share in his final victory. All All praise to you, you, eternal Father, Father, through your your Son, Son, Jesus Christ, Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit Spirit lives and reigns reigns forever. Amen. Remember your baptism and be thankful. The Holy Spirit work within you. That having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. And we share in this responsive prayer of thanksgiving. Let us rejoice in the faithfulness of our covenant God. the God of all grace, who has called us to eternal glory in Christ, establish you and strengthen you by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you may live in grace and peace. Again, as we share in the singing of how firm a foundation, our concluding hymn, a beautiful and powerful hymn, the invitation is before us to come forward, to touch these waters, to remember our baptism. If you would like, this is also the the beautiful and impressive baptismal font that has long been a part of this church. You may touch the waters within this font as well as you would like. And I would call to your attention again the the witness of the beautiful stained glass windows because here we do have a window remembering the baptism of Jesus. Uh, That is part of the the, actually a reflection that's that's in the water. That's your bulletin cover this morning. That was a, a photo taken and that is the the image of that window is in the reflection of those waters, so a wonderful witness for us to meditate upon as we remember our baptism, and as we anticipate coming forward for that act of remembrance. Uh, that, that act of invitation is certainly before all in the balcony, our choir as well. But for now, we welcome one another as we pass the peace of Christ. No, <laughs> no, As we find our places, we prepare to receive the offering as our ushers will come forward. Let us pray. Lord, you pour out all blessings upon us, and you bless us with gifts too numerous to measure. We return but a portion of these gifts into your care with a prayer that they will accomplish great things and bless many for the gospel of Christ. Amen. invite us into a time of prayer, a re- responsive time of prayer, we know as the prayers of the people. In this time of prayer, I will name various petitions, concluding each with the words, Lord, in your mercy, I invite from you the response, hear our prayer, uh, as well as the naming of those concerns of persons or circumstances you'd like to lift to God as we pray at this time. And then we share in the prayer that Christ has taught us. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise that in your mercy you brought us to baptism and there gave us Jesus' holiness in exchange for our sin. Thank you for our parents who brought us up in the faith and to baptism. Thank you for those other people whom you used to bring us the gospel. Thank you for those leaders in the faith who have brought us to a time of confession and praise. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for the baptized people of God that we may hang on to your promises and true faith especially when we experience the wilderness of sin and evil and temptation and trial strengthen us with your holy spirit so that Jesus victory may be our victory lord in your mercy Amen. We pray for all people that the good news of Christ will be proclaimed and heard by all, and that many will believe and to be baptized. To this end, send out support pastors, missionaries, teachers, lay people able to give truthful and loving witness to Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Have mercy on those in need, those who are struggling, those who are suffering, Those who are hurting, heal, restore, and renew, we pray. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick, those disabled, those in hospital, those near death. Show them the light of the gospel. Provide helpers and carers, medical resources, and heal both body and soul be with those among us who may be sick, recovering, and others whom we name in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, you have shown us your love and salvation in the baptism of your Son. Accept these prayers of your children in the name of Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And hear us as we pray, as Christ has taught us. Our Father, Father, who who art art in in heaven, heaven. hallowed be thy name. name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And forever. Amen. Again, we stand as we share our closing hymn, The invitation is before us all. Come and remember. Let us stand and sing. That soul, though all hell should endeavor to shake, I'll never, no, never, no, never forsake. Now and always, we are gathered with a loving embrace God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen.